This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Season 2, Episode 2, Profiles in COVID, California Governor Gavin Newsom, San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Today's podcast profiles the 40th governor of the state of California, Gavin Newsom, and the 45th mayor of San Francisco, London Breed. Both have played prominent roles during the COVID-19 crisis and have developed national and international profiles. So we will focus on these two individuals who are products of the San Francisco political world and how that experience informs how they approach the shelter-in-place policies, which are increasingly under attack here in California. A little bit of late-breaking news. Overnight, Governor Newsom announced a four-part plan to reopen California, which I will review at the end of the podcast. The United States, unlike European countries, is a federal system that devolves great political power to the 50 states. Unlike France, which is a highly centralized economy and government, the president decides lockdown policies such as how many hours you can leave your home, what businesses may open, when schools can begin, etc. The United Kingdom, Italy, Spain, and most of Europe are the same. However, here in the United States, there are 50 different governors who decide those policies and practices state by state. So with 50 different states affected, some more so, some less so, by the COVID-19 illness, and others not at all affected, it's the governors who decide the scope, the shape, and the duration of stay-at-home policies here in the United States. Again, it's a highly decentralized decision-making approach on this topic. You are seeing that patchwork approach at play today almost hourly on the news as we hear reports from different states as regards who is reopening, who's staying closed, who never closed in the first place. For instance, um, the states of Texas, Georgia, and Oklahoma have announced limited plans to reopen. Other states, like Florida, have taken a looser approach to the whole stay-at-home, shelter-in-place policies, and their policies were never as strict as other states. And then, of course, there are many states that are announcing target dates for reopening key sectors of their economy. Once again, target dates are very important. Um, French President Macron announced over three weeks ago that May 11th was the target date by which schools, nurseries, and universities would open. And then thereafter, there would be a progressive reopening of business, of society throughout France. 
But the mere fact that he stated a target date over three weeks ago of May 11th gave people hope, gave people a target date to work towards, to make plans, and even for business to make plans to reopen, to bring back workers, etc. Those target dates are very important and to help to alleviate some of the uncertainty and question marks that we all have as regards when is this going to end. Now, California, unlike many of the other states, has not announced any firm date for reopening. And we're beginning to see some Californians who are resisting the stay-at-home, shelter-in-place policies. And they're pushing Governor Newsom to announce reopening plans. And of course, I will touch on his reopening plans at the end of this podcast. Even New York State, which has been the most heavily impacted by COVID-19 in terms of total cases and fatalities, even New York State New York City are making tentative steps to open up their society, to get business moving again, to get transit moving again, subject to safety conditions. And that is very important. We all need to have that kind of certainty and target dates to work towards. Now, after, of course, uh, the governor announced the statewide shelter-in-place policy on March 19th. And to give credit where credit is due, California has had fewer COVID-19 cases and fewer fatalities in large measure because of this tough approach that we've taken. Now, keep in mind, one of the major reasons that California has had fewer COVID-19 cases and fewer fatalities is that all flights from China into California, into the United States were banned as of February 2nd. That had a very significant effect uh, particularly here in San Francisco, until February 2nd, we had nine nonstop flights a day from China into San Francisco International Airport, including three flights a week from Wuhan, China, which was the epicenter of their outbreak. So, but California has done quite well. And the hard part now is to safely reopen the state of 40 million people, the seventh largest economy in the world if we were independent, without risking a second wave of COVID-19 resurgence. We all recognize that the governor has a tightrope to walk. We watched his daily press conference Just yesterday, April 28th, I noted a shift in tone and an acknowledgement that parts of the economy will reopen in a matter of weeks. But again, no firm target date, such as the May 11th target date, which President Macron of France gave to his countrymen. That was a bold move, and I would urge Governor Newsom 
to adopt a similar target date that people here in California can work towards. So who is Gavin Newsom and how did he become governor of the largest state in the union? Can his record as San Francisco mayor give us an indication as to how he will manage the COVID-19 reopening, his governorship and beyond? Gavin Christopher Newman Newsom was born in San Francisco, October 10th, 1967, to Judge Bill Newsom and Tessa Menzies. They had two children, Gavin and Hillary. But early in his life, and after attending Notre Dame de Victoire School here in San Francisco, where he was diagnosed with severe dyslexia, which he still suffers from today, his parents separated and subsequently divorced. Tessa took the children to Marin County, and Gavin had to work as a teenager to help support the family. Gavin graduated from Redwood High School, and he went on to Santa Clara University, the Jesuit University in Silicon Valley, on a partial baseball scholarship. His father, Judge Bill, became a prominent and early environmental lawyer. He also served as trustee of the Gordon Getty Trust. The family also retained close contacts with the San Francisco political establishment. Gavin is related by marriage to Nancy Pelosi, who is, of course, the Speaker of the House and the third in line of succession to the presidency. After graduating from Santa Clara University, Gavin went into business for himself in the hospitality industry, focusing on restaurants and wineries. At heart, he is an entrepreneur and he's a businessman and he brings that perspective and that focus to his work. I recall when he was mayor of San Francisco, his office was lined with books on management and he tried to use management philosophies and management practices in his mayorship during the eight years he was mayor of San Francisco. Gordon Getty was an early investor in Gavin's businesses and the businesses flourished. San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown gave Gavin his start in politics with an early appointment to the Parking and Traffic Commission, followed by another appointment to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, where, where Gavin proposed and tried to legislate pro-business policies and essentially a focus on the economy and growing the economic pie. He ran for mayor successfully in 2003 and was subsequently reelected with 70% of the vote in 2007. Now, his 2003 run for mayor was notable in that the Democratic Party in California was, uh, was reeling in 2003 from two political earthquakes. Number one, uh, Al Gore's loss of the presidency in uh, 2000. And also in 2003, the Democratic governor, Gray Davis, 
was unseated, was recalled by the people of California, and a Republican, Arnold Schwarzenegger, was voted in to serve out Gray Davis's term. So in November of 2003, the mayor's race in San Francisco was a, a very important race for the California Democratic Party. And Gavin was supported by Al Gore and Jesse Jackson and Bill Clinton, who came to San Francisco to support his campaign in 2003. So already he was beginning to develop a national profile. Once elected to mayor, he was business friendly and he described himself as a Democrat in the Dianne Feinstein mold. Uh, in other words, a moderate. He pursued pro-housing policies. He wanted to see 15,000 homes built in San Francisco. And uh, in fact, the, pro the skyline of San Francisco today, particularly south of Market, uh, is in large measure a product of his pro-housing policies where we have uh, tens of thousands of new housing units, apartment units, condo units in the south of market area that didn't exist in the early 2000s. And that's largely as a result of his pro-housing and pro-development policies here in San Francisco. Additionally, he took a firm approach to the homeless problem, which has been a festering issue here in San Francisco for over 30 years. His approach was called care, not cash. In other words, to provide care to homeless individuals rather than just give them a cash stipend in the hope that they would use that money responsibly. Um, he was roundly criticized by the left for that policy, but he stuck to his guns and uh, we saw an improvement overall in homelessness rates while he was mayor. His signature issue, of course, during his mayorship was gay marriage, which he brought in solely here in San Francisco. Um, uh, a very daring move in 2004. Um, and of course, eventually, uh, he was proved to have been right when the Supreme Court, uh, many years later, moved that uh, the right to gay marriage was uh, protected by the Constitution, legalizing gay marriage throughout the country. So he was early on that issue here in San Francisco. However, he was also roundly criticized by the left for not implementing sanctuary city policies with great gusto and great enthusiasm. He was elected as lieutenant governor of California for two terms starting in 2010 and governor in 2018. So he has been governor for approximately 16, 17 months. He was first married to Kimberly Guilfoyle, who was an assistant district attorney, and she worked with Kamala Harris in the San Francisco district attorney's office before she moved on to Fox News and pursuing a career as a conservative commentator. He and his second wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, have four children and reside in the governor's mansion in Sacramento. A strong internationalist, 
he proposed he promoted San Francisco's 19 sister cities. In fact, he created the San Francisco Bangalore sister city and saw India as a country of the future. He actively promoted trade and investment through his trips to visit sister cities in Ireland, Japan, China, and the Philippines, among others. In 2013, he published his first book entitled Citizenville, which gives us a glimpse of how he sees digital tech reinventing government. In summary, he brings a seasoned business and investment-friendly approach to government, balanced with a compassionate life view based on his upbringing and his Jesuit education. His recent appointment of a Blue Ribbon Commission of former governors of California are advising him how to reopen the California economy, and that augurs well for a steady, measured lifting of COVID-19 lockdown restrictions here in our state. London Breed is the 45th mayor of San Francisco. She was born August 11, 1974 in San Francisco. She became mayor suddenly in December 2017, succeeding the popular late mayor, Ed Lee, who passed away unexpectedly and suddenly of a heart attack. In much the same way as Dianne Feinstein became mayor in 1978 after the assassinations of Mayor Moscone and Harvey Milk, her first order of business was to comfort a shocked and saddened city, and she did that admirably. But her route to winning the mayorship outright was rocky and beset with political intrigue and infighting. The Board of Supervisors replaced her as interim mayor, and she had to fight to win the job. First, to complete Ed Lee's term of office, and then to win a four-year term in her own right, which she did in November 2019. Thus, her first two years in office have been rocky, have been tough, but she is a historic figure in that she is our first African-American female mayor, and she has really done great work as the, as the mayor since she's been elected in her own right. The Board of Supervisors is dominated by her political opponents who routinely defeat her legislative agenda. However, the COVID-19 crisis and her decisiveness in managing it marks a new chapter in her leadership. She's a graduate of University of California, Davis, and holds a master's degree in public administration from the Jesuit University of San Francisco. She was born in poverty and raised by her grandmother in public housing in San Francisco's Western Edition. London has overcome great personal disadvantages to get to her current position, and she's leading San Francisco admirably through the COVID-19 crisis. In fact, she announced San Francisco's shelter-in-place policies for this city of 850,000 on March 16th. And that was one of the first American cities to mandate self-isolation 
and self-distancing. And she has been resolute in enforcing compliance. Given her leadership and given her, her role of being the first mayor to bring in social distancing, the state of California followed her lead on March 19th, and the state of New York and New York City followed her lead in late March. So COVID-19 and her management of the crisis has been her test by fire, and she has passed that test with flying colors. She recently announced on Monday, however, that the stay-at-home measures here in San Francisco have been extended through the end of May. Again, there has been some criticism of that. There has been some pushback on that announcement. And we will see whether Governor Newsom's plans to open the state will speed up the end of social distancing in San Francisco. So that is the profile of our governor, Gavin Newsom, our mayor, London Breed, and hopefully it will give you some context as you watch both of them in their press conferences over the next few weeks as they discuss how and when the California economy should be reopened. Now, in late breaking news last night, the governor announced a four-part plan to reopen the state of California. The first criterion is safety and preparedness and focuses on testing, tracing, and ensuring that mask wearing, social distancing, self-isolation continues, but on a modified basis. But testing is key as part of that first criterion. The second criterion calls for the opening of lower risk workplaces which will be adapted to social distancing and adapted both to protect workers and to protect customers. The third criterion after number two has been successfully implemented will be to extend those social distancing practices to higher risk workplaces. And once again, the safety of both workers and customers is paramount. And then finally, the fourth criterion is the end of stay at home altogether when sporting events, concerts, conventions, large-scale public events are permitted once again. So that is the late-breaking outline of the governor's plan to return California to normal, but once again, no target date. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Experience. This is your host, Jim Herlihy, signing off from America's favorite city, San Francisco.